0: Or send us an email to hugs at com. In today's episode, we're talking about cherishing moments together and creating interactions that become your spouse's favorite present.
1: And speaking of presents, there's a quote, an anonymous quote that says, The greatest gifts are not wrapped in paper. Rather, they are wrapped in love. Mm. And we're going to be unpacking that, pun intended, in today's episode. But we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to to share what you're doing in your marriage, where you're taking action, the, the steps that you're doing to create your own extraordinary marriage. And this hug comes from a post in the One Family Private Facebook group that says, there's a book titled The Six Pillars of Intimacy, and I recommend that every married couple read it. There's a pillar called recreational intimacy, which is about spending time together recreationally. And it has become our favorite of the six. Wow. It's crucial that you spend time with just your spouse, especially in the busyness of life, so you can check in and communicate with each other. Even if it's just a walk around the block with each other for a few minutes, do it. You won't regret it. We're so thankful that we came across this book. And I am so thankful for the woman that I get to share these adventures with goes on to say, thanks for another great adventure to my wife. When can we go on the next one?
0: Mm-hmm. I love it. And you know, it's, it's really cool over the years since um, the six pillars of intimacy came out, which ones attract and couples are focusing on, mm-hmm. right? You, you know what I mean? And recreational intimacy, we've talked about it here just recently. You know, that's that closeness and connection around those activities and those fun things that you guys get to do together. And you know what? Those those are important. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just love hearing how it does impact different couples, how the pillars do impact, and how it could be sexual intimacy and emotional intimacy, how it could be just emotional intimacy. Or right now in a season, it's just financial intimacy. Wherever it is, yeah. one or two of those pillars can. Truly transform your marriage if you look at them and see the cracks and how you can strengthen it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's been it's been so fascinating to watch over the last two years since Six Pillars of Intimacy was released, just the impact that it's yep. had on so many marriages and and really giving couples just the ability to talk about what's going on mm-hmm. in their relationship. And I think a lot of that even ties into what we're talking about today about you know becoming or being your spouse's favorite present. And, yeah, the idea for this episode came out of a conversation I've been having. I mean, we're we're, closing in on Christmas um, as this episode is first released. And so, you know, one of the things that comes up in coaching conversations this time of year is the wrapping of presents. Right. And so we've just been having this conversation about, you know, who wraps presents and who's buying presents and what does that look like? And can we make even wrapping presents like this couple was talking about recreational intimacy where we're doing it together and that type of thing. And I was sitting there in the middle of a session the other day and really got to thinking about more than just more than just the stuff. Because for some of you, we know that there's going to be a lot of presents under the tree. Some people love that that magic of Christmas and, and there's just presents and it's the tree and the lights and everything like that. And, and for some, you might be like, yeah, you know what? That's not really our thing. And so there's not going to be a lot of presents. And very specifically in this episode, we're not talking about how much or how little. Right is under the tree that that becomes an individual choice um, based on circumstances for every single one of you listening but rather this episode is really focused on becoming your spouse's favorite present the one that that they love to unwrap all the time the one that is just so so special because i want to encourage each and every one of you listening to think back to some of the most special presents that you've ever received. Maybe it was something that that you had wanted for a really really long time. Or, you know, something that that you know, demonstrated that the gift giver really knew you. Mm. Knew what you were interested in, picked out something that was so uniquely you that when you opened it there was just such a connection between you and the person giving the gift. Or maybe it was a gift that that like wasn't easy to find and so you knew that there was a lot of time and effort that went into getting that gift. And I bet like each and every one of you, Tony's got a smirk on his face. I'm actually kind of curious. Like, are you are you thinking of something? Or are you just kind of in that moment of like memory lane?
0: No, I, I'm just, I'm smiling because it, it's funny because whenever we talk about gifts like this, there there are definitely specific moments over the years. And we, and we shared one, I think it was last week or a couple of weeks ago with the, uh, the hiking Christmas. Oh yes, the hiking that Christmas. That one always comes up. Overall though, I'm not, so like, oh my gosh, I remember those gifts. Mm. I, I remember the emotion. I remember the feeling. Mm-hmm. I, but I don't necessarily remember the gifts. And especially those years when the children were younger, okay. I think there was more magical time for me personally because it was this excitement seeing them, but also finding things for you that were different or something just to show my love to you. Um, I can't remember truthfully what those were. Um, it's just one of those things. I don't. I just don't pay much attention to it once it's done. There, but I do remember the emotion, the feeling of just sitting on mom and dad's couch and around you and just holding you and and watching the kiddos. And even mom and dad opened their presents and um, uh, aunts and uncles and others who are around. I remember that, mm. um, and those were always my favorite presents.
1: <laughs> well, I think you tap into something really key there, it, just even when what you're sharing. Like like you might not actually remember the present, but you, a lot of you will remember the feelings, the emotions mm-hmm. that you experienced when it was something mm-hmm. truly special or when the moment was really just like, oh, this is an incredible moment. Like when you, when you are in that place of giving and receiving and, you know, because a lot of times when either of you have gotten those really special presents, like, you know what you do with it, right? Like when you get like the present, whatever that might be, you can't wait to tell everyone. I mean, this is, you know, the day of social media, right? And or the era of social media, I guess I should say. And so likely it's got a picture, yeah, right? You're raving about it. You're telling everybody about it. It's, you know, like Tony was saying, it's those memories that you still relive today. It it has a prominent place or it it gets worn all the time or it's driven all the time or, or, you know, like people know about that kind of present, Mm -hmm. right? It's very rare that somebody gets a present like that and they're like, I'm not going to tell anyone. I'm going to keep it a secret. Because we want to know because there even in that sharing, there is there's a demonstration of appreciation Mm -hmm. for the gift and for the giver of the gift. And really, you know, as as we were preparing for this episode, that's what I wanted to talk about and share with each one of you. Like, what does it look like to to go beyond getting, you know, the nice handbag or the power tool and, and getting into this place of saying, What what happens if we become If I become, like, let's not even make this a we thing, like, because we focus so much here at One Extraordinary Marriage on what can I do. Mm -hmm. What happens if I step into this place of saying, I want to be my spouse's best present this year. I want to be their favorite present this year. What does that, what does that do? For me, what does that do for us? How do I show up? What do I do? Mm Mm-hmm. Tony, Tony is like, I, this is, this is when I wish we had video. Cause he is just like in this, like, like I'm watching your face today. Yeah. Probably more so. Like you might be a little sentimental today. Yeah. But yeah.
0: No? I mean, I, 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 I'm just trying to think of like, what does that look like? Mm. You know, um, as we step into a new year, you know, what does that, how do I step in and go, okay, how do I become Elisa's favorite present? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what we're really talking about. And I think for anybody who's sitting here going well what 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 does that look like for me how do mm-hmm. i how do i do that mm-hmm. because i don't think it's something that necessarily is discussed or even talked about in in our lives you know what i mean it's a, it's such a different perspective to see ourselves and our spouse and in this time of year it is easy to give a gift um that's wrapped and it's just like here it is right and yet what does it mean for me to show up in our marriage and be your favorite present every day? Mm. That That's, that's, that's a, a really big question. It is. And it's a, it's a, it's a, I think a, a big concept to think through. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for myself, I'm thinking, okay, what could I do, you know, for a week, you know, what could I do, you know, 15 days out of, you know, 30 to make it, A habit to make Mm -hmm. it something that I could do day after day, and maybe even on those days when I fall down and I'm not your favorite present, (laughs) which might happen because I know it's going to happen. Um, How do I get back up and go? You know what? It's okay. Uh Like today wasn't the best of days, and yet I can still get back up and and be Elisa's favorite present tomorrow.
1: Well and and I'm glad you talk about like just the scope of of what that can feel like cuz the, the intent behind this is not to be not to be an episode that like weighs people down right and becomes this like oh my gosh I have to be like his or her favorite present every day no that's completely unrealistic like like check yourselves for a quick second that's all we're talking about, but but stepping into this place that it, that if the marriage is the priority and the re, and the person is a priority, like how like you said, like how am I going to show up, how am I going to handle those things on rough days? because you know it's interesting in so many of my in my coaching conversations, um especially when I first meet new clients, I will ask a question somewhere in you know along the lines of um, tell me who you fell in love with mm. Tell me about the person all those years ago that you fell in love with. Like, what was it about your spouse that that made you know that he or she was the one? And if I can just give you some scope over the last you know ten plus years of coaching, working with over five hundred couples and individuals, I've never heard anyone tell me that they fell in love with something that their spouse gave them. Like it was never about, well, he or she gave me this gift, and that's how I knew. Hmm. It was never about a thing. Mm -hmm. It's always been like, I I get, oh my gosh, you guys, I have so many when we first met stories in my brain. It's so amazing. But I would hear things in those about, you know, so-and-so's compassion or about how fun they were. A lot of you were a lot of fun when you first met your spouse. And some of you are smirking right now, even just hearing me say that because you're like, yeah, I was. You're right, Elise. I was fun. Where to go? Mm-hmm. Where to go? The energy that you brought to the relationship. I would hear about the consideration for for you and for others. I, you know, for us, Tony and I had epic long conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, when somebody tells me that they would have these conversations that would go on and on for hours, I usually get a smirk on my face because I remember those. We, oh, we, absolutely. We were just having a conversation with our daughter about those conversations the other day and and you know cards that we would send. We were, you know, I mean we met in the mid 90s so we were like still snail mail and things like that. But um the conversations, right? You you talk to me when I ask that question people talk to me about how there would be the hand holding or the kisses. Mhm. Uh-huh you know, those those gentle physical touch, like we couldn't go anywhere without him holding my hand or, you know, she would always give me the sweetest kiss when we hadn't seen each other for a while. And it's so much, so much of the person that you fell in love with was about the time that the two of you spent together and the things that you would do. And, And as I reflect on all of those stories, what I realized is that so much of being someone's favorite person of being someone's favorite present, isn't about the gifts that we're given, right? Falling in love is not about the stuff. It's about who you are and how you show up Mm -hmm. and really getting into this place where we say, okay, you know what, if I'm gonna be my spouse's favorite present, like, like what are those characteristics? I often tell people, I'm like, I'm like, what are the characteristics from all those years ago that we need to bring in? And what are some of the characteristics that maybe you've picked up along the way? that you need to be like, eh, that one is not serving me or us so well. Mm-hmm. Right. Because sometimes it's a combination of both. I will tell you, and, and we'll talk about this here in just a second. I will tell you some of the things that I've realized that I've had to like drop off because they don't make me Tony's favorite present. Like I, I'm I well aware of my flaws. If you've coached with me, you know that I am perfectly willing to throw myself under the bus. Um, I do that so Tony doesn't have to, but you know, we, we want to talk about how you can be your spouse's favorite present this year. We're going to do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back and we're talking about being your spouse's favorite present. And I will say that it's super easy easy to get wrapped up in thinking about what to get your spouse Mm -hmm. and yes, pun intended there on wrapped up. Um, But what if you actually stopped thinking about what to get them and you started thinking about how you're going to show up, how you're going to, how you're going to present yourself, what you're going to do, because I will tell you whether you've been married for two weeks or, you know, 32 years, you know, what's important to your spouse. You know what it's like to to see them interact with people. And I hear this all the time. I, I just, I love, this is why I love coaching because I, I get all of these insights, right? You know, like like you see how they interact with people and, and get a smile on your face, on their face, right? What happens if you guys got back to the place where they were smiling when you two were talking?
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? You see how easy the banter can be. What happens if you say, you know what? I'm going to get into a place where we're having conversations that are fun and energetic. Like I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring that back. Right? What if, what if there were more smiles than frowns?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Getting into this place, right? Or or not even frowns. Maybe it's just kind of like this neutral because you're just so busy or disconnected that it's, it's not even like anybody's like grumpy. You're just going through
0: the motions. Hmm. Yeah. And I hear what you're saying in this. And, and really, I think what it comes down to it, as much as we're talking about marriage, it, really, this is the epitome of what can I do? Mm. Right. I mean, it's so easy. And I, even in my own head, just thinking about, okay, like, what would that look like for me? Um, and, and I keep sort of coming up around, of like, oh well, I could do this for Elisa, you you know what I'm saying? And it really isn't that. I mean, my 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 inkling is to just be like, oh, I could write Elisa a love letter, um, but I, I don't feel like that would be how I become your favorite present per se, right? It's I, I'm giving you something and I'm showing you my love that way. Mm-hmm. But what am I changing? What is what is happening internally that's mm-hmm. shifting that creates and I want to say harmony because that's mm. the word that really just hits me in right now in this moment is how do I create harmony in the marriage? Wow. And what am I doing? And again, it's, and for those of you in the one family, I, I'm working through this just like you are probably right mm-hmm. now because Elisa is the marriage coach here. I don't I, I sit try across. try not to
1: coach my husband. I, I don't I sit to-
0: across. From other couples, that is Elisa. She is prophetic in it. She speaks directly to them. She sees things. She hears things, and she's amazing at it. Truly, truly is. Um, And so I'm listening to her from a perspective of, wow. If I'm sitting across from her, what can I do? Um, And and I don't know right now. Like even even as we're saying in doing this together. I'm at a loss, so if you are, it's okay. It's the process that we go through. Mm-hmm. and sometimes in a in a podcast, it stirs the thought process. It stirs something inside of us. doesn't mean we have to get it done now or figure it out right now, but it gets us moving. And so if you're the one listening, And I I would say maybe your spouse isn't a listener or they -hmm. they don't really, you know, see the way that you see the marriage at this point in time. Again, just like you, I'm doing this is what can I do to be Elisa's favorite present every day? And I know that's a big task to fill. And so even in my own thought process, I'm like, okay, maybe it's not every day. Um, And yet can i can i make can i make a step forward each day maybe where growth happens each month mm-hmm. and so by the end of a month 6 months 12 months there is some visible tangible change that happens
1: mm-hmm. i don't want to interrupt you
0: no i I'm, I'm i'm just i i i'm
1: I've pushed him a little I'm, bit. I'm, in I'm episode, chewing you guys. on this. I, I, I'm chewing
0: on this as well. Like you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like there's there's some food that you just eat and you chew and you you swallow. Like, it. It's good. And you're like it's good. Let, let, let's move on. There are other foods that you sit back on and you and you chew it and you're you're like wow, this is really good. <laughs> like this is really good. Um, and I want to savor it. I want to mm-hmm. enjoy it. And I think with this episode, it's one of those where it's one I'm I'm chewing on. I'm I'm savoring it. I'm trying to understand it. Because when we talk about like sexual intimacy, it's pretty cut and dry. Like we can be like, oh yeah, well, let's just do this. But there are times in marriage that it's not always just, let's just do this. We go much deeper. We are humans. There are so many things that God has put inside of each and every one of us that makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. And then we come together in covenant with somebody else and God has put into them who they are. And then we are bringing each other together and we're bringing those two and going, okay, how are you going to be my favorite president and how am I going to be your favorite president? Mm -hmm. There's a lot that just moves. Mm -hmm. And so that's all. I'm just trying to wrap my own head around (laughs) like how can I I do this?
1: Well, and, you know, again, my intent in – and if you guys don't know even when it comes to episode creation a lot of times like I'll float an idea past Tony and he's like yeah that sounds good you know let's let's talk about it let's talk about a title and then I run with creating the episode mm-hmm. um and he often doesn't know the nuances of what we're talking about until right now like this is real time just like all of you well um, i've
0: i've re- i've read the notes and yet alisa has like she's going she- she she especially something like this one and then uh, and there are others as well but there's just a a flow like mm-hmm. again from a coaching standpoint this is different than me sitting down as a coach alisa seen this as a from a coaching perspective and wanting to impart this onto you and into you so that way you can take it and go how do i make my marriage extraordinary mm-hmm. i'm on the other side of this going like okay i'm just getting schooled by my own wife right now <laughs> In a good way. She's coaching. Uh, thank you for she's, saying it was a good she, way. Yeah. She's coaching me as well, and so I'm like you, the listener today,
1: right? Well, and I think you know so much of it because I've thought about this over the year, and I don't think I told you this. This is like one of the things that I was really working to. It was kind of like an add, add on, break off mm-hmm. type thing. Like, like bringing. How do I bring my best self? Like constantly choosing to, to you know, self-reflect and go, okay, what's working, what's not internally, right? The mm-hmm. whole, what can okay. I do? And so one of the things that, and I don't remember exactly when it happened this year, but you and I were in an argument and I just remember in my head going, make eye contact with him. Like I had this little voice just piping off and because for those of you that don't know, my patterns from day one with Tony, and, and this actually predates Tony, but in conflict, I would look away no eye contact. Like I am not hanging in there with you. You can just yap, yap, yap all you want. And I'm not even listening to you. Like shut down mode a hundred percent. And so at some point in time this year, I was like, nah, you're going to make eye contact with him whenever there's conflict. And I'm not quite a hundred percent this year. Cause I remember one distinct time that we he started a conversation in bed about 9:30 at night. And I was just like, I'm not having this. And I totally tuned him out. But for the most part this year, I'd say it's,
0: I remember that conversation. Today. The one in bed? Yeah. Yeah. That was a few months ago. Yeah.
1: About 90% I would give myself for this year of being able, when we're in conflict, to to make eye contact and hang in there and, and continue to engage in the conversation, not shut down. Again, this was not something I told Tony. It wasn't like, hey, babe, I'm going to do this and, and we're going to make a big production about it. It's just like, no, I'm just going to keep doing this.
0: Yeah. Sometimes the what can I do, your spouse never may never know the what can I do. It's just like me doing my I am statements and what I'm writing down every night, you know, after I write my I am statements, I write my best things down mm-hmm. and it's not like I'm telling Elisa every night and I just, I just do it right? and it's changed me and I can be Alisa's favorite present because the act of doing those I am statements has literally changed me this year.
1: A hundred percent, and that, and that's why I brought up just even me being able to to choose to hang in there when mm. there's when there's conflict because it's not again not anything directly impacting Tony. Yes, I'm, I'm participating in the conversations, but it's thinking about those kinds of things, mm-hmm. guys. These aren't the tangible. This is why I say it's not the gifts under the tree that says, you know what, here's you know a handbag or a power tool or, or you know whatever it is. It's saying, you know, what does it look like? You know, can I be their gift when I you know by choosing to put my phone down? Mm when we have a conversation, right? So that it's just being fully present. So they have my presence and all of that. Can, can we get real about our finances so that we can plan for our future? And we're not like, what the heck's going on every month? And and every month feels like a, you know, like a brand new, um, a brand new experience. Can, can we get into a place where date night is on the calendar and we are taking turns planning it this year? Because one spouse or the other is not going to have sole responsibility. Like, can you guys say this, this week, you know what? 12 dates. I get six, you get six. It's on the calendar. I'm planning my six, you plan your six, ready, set, go. Mm -hmm. Right. Can can we decide that this is going to be the year where, you know what? We might have two couches in front of the TV. And this is one for us because we've definitely gotten into our separate couch thing. Um, Can we decide that we're going to, at least for part of the night, we're going to sit on the couch together and, 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 you know, hug, kiss, I don't know, have our feet touch, whatever it is. Like, those are the types of things guys that I'm talking about. The the types of things that say, I see you and you're important to me and I'm going to connect with you some way, shape or form.
0: Mm-hmm. And even if your spouse doesn't know about it, and and even just like even the cuddling on the couch, it's a simple act of getting up and moving. And I know for a fact that can be hard because what if our spouse rejects us? What if our spouse says, I don't want it, I don't want you sitting here. There's a lot of turmoil that can happen. And yet we have to be courageous in our marriages. We have to stand up. We have to strengthen our pillars of intimacy to have the extraordinary marriage we desire. And it's something Elisa and I, just like you guys, you and the one family, we're working on this every day too. We're, we're, we still have our own struggles. They may be different than yours. They may be lesser. They may be more. And yet each and every day we're doing what we can do. And we're on this journey with you. Mm -hmm. And so as you think about this today and you know what you can do, like to be your spouse's favorite present, as you think about this, What I come up with in my own mind is what's one thing. Don't try to bite off and do it all. Like if we're looking at recreational intimacy, how can you set up one date every other month for your spouse? That's it. And just do it. And at the end of the year, you've done it six times. And so I look at this stuff even for myself and go, What's the one thing I want to focus in on that allows me to grow? I'm looking at the, what can I do? And I become Elisa's favorite present each and every day. And again, this is, this is more of a, a concept that I'm still working through. And that's okay because guess what? We're not perfect. We don't ever want you to think we're perfect we're still a work in progress just like you
1: well i was and i was just going to add to that it's what i always tell my coaching clients look you're not dead yet
0: so keep on living so keep
1: growing Yep. right you're not dead keep keep going keep going after this thing called an extraordinary marriage
0: yep so with that you guys have yourselves a fantastic week and more importantly have a very merry christmas for melissa myself our entire team here at one extraordinary marriage We want you to have a blessed and Merry Christmas. So do know that we are praying for you. We are believing for you. And we're excited for what's ahead. You guys have yourselves a good one. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.